Hello, everybody, and welcome to the conference table brought to you by PR Sports. My name is Ryan Lombardi, joined alongside Peter Fody and special guest today, Nick Serbak. Nick, welcome to the pod, and how are we feeling today? We're feeling great, Ryan. We're feeling great. Happy to hear that. All right, Peter, let's jump right into things. Want to jump right in? Jump right in. So let's start with the main story of the week. Antonio Brown quits in the middle of the game. <laughs> what, are we, what are our thoughts here? Um, uh, just the, the man has never been the same after Montez Perfect. It, it's just never been the same. He's batshit crazy. But with all this news still coming out, we're still finding out more. Like, was he in the wrong? That's the question, I think. So you're so the, that's the next question. Whose side are we taking? I'm taking the Buccaneers side. I'm taking. I don't. I don't think I have a side until like more comes out because I don't think Brown should have acted that way. But like, we should let. Well, like to recap, if for those of you who yes, don't know, yeah. if, you, if you are living under a rock and don't know what happened, pretty much Antonio Brown when they uh, the Buccaneers played the Jets, he um, stripped on the field. <laughs> and Ranch yeah. threw his jersey into the crowd and um, ran shirtless across the Jets' end zone and into the locker room. But I, I just don't think I can pick a side. I do think I can pick a side because after hearing what we've been hearing, Antonio Brown says they, they were making him play through his injury against his will. But then Bruce Aarons comes out and goes, we can't make a player do that. You're not allowed to. It's up to the player to make a decision. And then Antonio Brown goes, oh, but I hurt my ankle during the game. Yet he's doing jumping jacks and dancing <laughs> off the <laughs> field. So it's a little confusing as to how hurt was he Throwing actually. Up the peace sign. Yeah. Nick, what side do you take on this? I mean, obviously we know Antonio Brown. You know, he's got, he's got a lot going around him. Feels like every day. But, I mean, this one... You know, at first, at first look, obviously, like I turned back the TV. I didn't have the Jets game on until right after it happened. And so the announcers were like, oh, well, if you weren't here for the past five minutes, Antonio Brown just stripped and ran off the field. So at first look, it looks really bad. You know, we have we have the news coming out that he had to play with a bad ankle. And so for a moment, like you think like, oh, like maybe we shouldn't side with Antonio Brown. But I mean, the way you acted, I mean, it's, it's hard to defend that. It's like, hard to defend. It is. Like, it, he, just, yeah. he made a fool out of himself, really. I mean, I, I, I just don't think he should ever really, like, just act like it. It just doesn't really make sense. Question is, like, will he ever play again? No. Well, I can't say no because there are some teams who really don't care about what you do in the past. So I'm sure that he'll play again somewhere. But I don't think – I think it might be a while. But he is up – he is on waivers right now. So find out by 4.30 tomorrow. If a team picks him up. If a team picks him and up. And if he gets picked up, he can still play, right? He can still play in the playoffs because it's still the regular season. Um, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I don't think I would mind if the Cowboys picked him <laughs> oh. up. Okay. The Cowboys, we just lost Michael Gallup to an ACL tear. I don't – we need a third wide receiver. I don't think I would care too much. If we picked up Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown could give us inside information on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> he obviously wants to sabotage them. I don't. I would never want him on the Jets. Like, let's go back into his past, right? Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't take him back, and that's normally a bad sign when Pittsburgh doesn't bring you back. <laughs> then he goes. Did he go to New England? Yeah, he went to New England. Raiders. Raiders first. Okay, mm-hmm. Raiders first. 
and he had that whole incident with the helmet and he's just dancing in his backyard when <laughs> he gets released screaming i'm free i'm free i'm free <laughs> then he yeah. goes to new england where he starts harassing a woman on twitter so new england has to release him yeah and he goes there because tom brady really wanted him so he's over there and now tom brady brings him down to tampa brings him pretty much back to his team because yeah. we know tom brady plays a big impact in a lot of things yeah so tom brady brings him back to tampa where he has this incident so is it really just his fault or does tom brady have a lot to do with this too well I don't think Tom Brady has a lot to do with it. I just think Tom Brady likes building his team up. Obviously, we've seen that and what he's been doing in Tampa. He's like, who doesn't want to go play for Tom Brady in Tampa? But um, I guess like he liked the look. He liked Antonio Brown. He was like a good target for him this year before yeah. his injury and suspensions yeah. because of fake vaccine cards. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really like I don't really think Tom Brady had played a big part in this. I I feel like Tom Brady like. It's, it's really just about him building a team. As far as, like, everything that Antonio Brown does, like, I feel like that's just Antonio Brown. That's just what he does, who he is. Mm -hmm. But, like, Tom Brady, like, he's, he's just trying to win. That's all he ever does. He just goes out, gets rings. And I, I feel like the only real, like, important thing with, between him and Antonio Brown is just winning. So everything else, I feel like that's all, like, from Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like, we've seen Brady do it. He's won seven rings. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, there's not much more to say than that. Like, he, he just wants to win. He's building his team so he can win. But at what cost? Because you, you knew what you were bringing in when you brought in Antonio Brown. That is very true. Right? You knew that, that he's not true. mentally stable and stuff like that. No, he's not. And he's batshit crazy, but... <laughs> yeah. Um. I just, like, he's definitely still, like, a good player. Like, don't, like, he can still be a good wide receiver in this league. Yeah, and then he tried to take down um, Brady's uh, Brady's trainer with him by releasing the screenshot of the texts when he was like, I want my money back. And the trainer goes, yeah, of course. I know I haven't been able to do what you wanted me to do. I wish the best for you. Big hugs. And then was willing to transfer half of the money back for the season to Antonio Brown. And then Antonio Brown posts that trying to do like a gotcha. And it kind of blows up in his face. Yeah, it does. And then he... Took down the tweets afterwards. Yeah, well, because yep. he put his banking information yeah. out there. But if you had not heard about this Antonio Brown thing, you were definitely living under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> it has been all over social media. Like, every other post on Instagram today was about Antonio Brown for me. And more and more information just keeps pouring out, and it's pretty cool to say. Well, yeah, they, uh, they said Wednesday he went into the Buccaneers like front office and asked to get his incentives guaranteed and the front office was like no the whole point of an incentive is you have to do it yeah and all he needed to finish the season he needed eight more catches for 330 million 55 more yards for 330 million and a touchdown for 330 million so essentially he could have played one game and made a million more dollars but he decided to quit three quarters of the way through the jets game yep did you see um terrell owens once ago, to to the Buccaneers. Yeah, I saw that. that. No, you heard about that? No, Terrell Owens is like, I'm ready to come out. Yeah, he wants to play for a team. <laughs> I just sneezed. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, 
No, but Terrell Owens wants to come out of retirement and join the Bucks because he wants another ring, I guess. I don't really know why. But, like, he he said he could come and, like, bring in his, his uh, experience and help them to another so Super Bowl. That, yeah. That's what he said, but we'll see. I don't think the Bucks would do that. I don't think they would either. I don't but, think after what just happened, I don't think. I wouldn't want any more. Any more kind of headlines? No. Yeah, but think about that. The Bucks are now down. They're got down Godwin. Yeah. Godwin's done for the year, and now they're down down Antonio Brown. So who do they? They have Mike Evans. Evans is good to go again. He's yeah. He's Evans played now. last week. Mm-hmm. He played a very good game, but they got like their fourth and fifth wide receivers now playing for them, on as their two and threes. They lost their two and three wide receivers, in yeah. Brown and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godwin. And Godwin yeah. So. It should be interesting to see what the... I mean, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. Never count him out. Yep. Gronkowski and it's... Gronk, Ronald Jones. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, like all of them. Don't count them st- out. It's still a good team, I mean. Oh, yeah. And their defense is amazing. Defense yeah. is still there, yeah. But moving on. We can stay on the topic of Bucks jets but the Jets are actually looking good. And I think I said it last week that Zach Wilson is the future of the Jets, and it's really proving. Listen, I got all I gotta say is they made the right choice. I I agree. Right at the beginning of the season, I was a little nervous. He threw like nine interceptions <laughs> before he got COVID. He he would like combined for like four touchdowns or something. It was bad. It was really bad. We we were talking yeah, but we were talking about it earlier, and I I said that I think having Mike White and <clears throat> Joe Flacco in that QB room is helping. And I think after how Mike White performed that one day against the Bengals. Like, lit a fire under Zach Wilson's ass yeah. and showed, like, oh, I got to really pick this shit up. And then I think it also gave confidence to Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Who was like, oh, look, it's not just the playbook. People can perform with my playbook. Now he's comfortable to make trick plays and stuff like that. Use Braxton Berrios the way we need him to be used and stuff like that. The the way they've been utilizing Berrios has been amazing. Like, he is... Yeah. He is so good. He's a free. He's supposed to be a free agent after this year, but the Jets are in contract talks with him. They're going to try and extend him. Both parties are eager to get it done before he becomes a free agent, so it looks like a good sign. I feel like not only just the offensive coaching, though, like gaining confidence through all this, I think it's also Zach Wilson, too, because all, even though he was out and even though it kind of felt like he had something to prove, um, like from the sidelines, he was seeing like, hey, like this team can perform. Like we we can get some things done when I come back um, with how well like Mike White performed and stuff. So I feel like once he came back, I feel like there was like a sense of urgency for him, but also like a bit of confidence because like, you know, now he's seeing like this offense can perform with, you know, the way things are going. So mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a lot of confidence. He might have gotten a little bit too much confidence <laughs> on that fourth and two play <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah. But, but he could do it all himself. Yeah, what we, what we learned is it was a miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, Mike LaFleur took 100% of yeah. the blame. The the play is if the A gap is open, mm-hmm. which it was. Not really. It, it was before the play started. Zach Wilson takes himself, but the play the coaches wanted the ball to go to Barrios. Yeah, they wanted to do a. Uh... And if that ball goes to Barrios, the game's over. Yeah, because they show they after replays they like were looking at it and it showed that if they threw handed it off to Barrios, he would have scored a touchdown. Yeah. He was at a wide open lane yeah. in the end zone. So it is what it is. I'm honestly I'm okay with the Jets losing in that way because they were competitive the entire game. Yeah. Brady had to like actually perform and win that game. But it was it was crazy to see. Like Peter and I were there, but it was just crazy to see like two minutes left. Brady's down by 
three. What was it? Three? Four. four. No, three. Yeah, yeah, four. Four. He's down by four, and he just has no care. Like, he was so calm about it, and he just marched in there, marched downfield, and scored the game-winning touchdown, and yeah. it was over. Just like that. Like, just the confidence that guy carries is just crazy. And there was no, like, sweat. Like, he just, like, he knew what he had to do. Yep. Um. Just like Antonio Brown, something's never changed. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. is back to his old ways. After. As always. <laughs> he was caught punching a guy in the ass in last week's game against the, it was against the Ravens, right? Yeah, the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, man. I just don't know what was going on there. What is, what is he What is he doing? It, he is just a clown. He is. It's it's so hard to watch. The, between Antonio Brown and OBJ, they've had so many issues going back with their on-field on actions and their off-field actions that I don't know why teams keep picking them up. I agree. I mean, like, don't. they're both good players. They're great wide receivers. But... It's, just just like always, it's always a gamble to yeah, their pick actions, them up. Yeah. The mindset they carry in. They, they're cocky and everything. Yeah. But uh, Jamar Chase, man. He had a good game. What a week. Like, did you see Burrow was like, oh, you guys know the meme. Like, F it. Jamar's down yeah, there somewhere. Yeah, he's got out there somewhere. Like, just like Joe, Joey B. Also, like, he he's an elite quarterback. I think he's top five in the league. Would you say he's top five in the league? I don't think I'd go top five. Top, top ten. Five? I don't think yet, but I mean, it's obviously it's obviously possible to. I think he's a top five quarterback. I think he's better than Herbert. He's better than uh, Dak. I for, think you to say he's, people... for you to say yeah, he's for better you... than Dak, yeah, I didn't. Better I than mean, Dak. Dak, yeah, Dak. Dak's a good quarterback. He knows how to run an offense, but Joe Burrow can really work it. I think, I think he might be fourth, in, like in the league in quarterbacks. I think behind. Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes. I think he's fourth. I think you're putting him up too high. Yeah. Too high? I, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, too I could soon, be. I feel like. I could be. I mean, of course, we can still see in the playoffs, because I feel like the playoffs really, like, shows a lot. Like, we saw, I think it was Lamar, it's either first or second year in the playoffs. I mean, he went down. I mean, there's you see more as, like, everything unfolds, because one week kind of, like, doesn't show you everything. But, yeah, I mean... But just the way he leads, like we saw at LSU, the way he leads his team, the way he can, he, like the way he uses, like he's not the biggest guy in the field, but the way he uses his like abilities and athleticism, like throw the ball and everything, like he, he can't throw the ball farther than Herbert. Like Herbert can throw so much farther, but I think Joe Burrow is just so much smarter of a player that he is an elite quarterback. Yeah, he makes the smart moves. He doesn't, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I just still don't think he's top four. You don't think so? No. You say uh, Big Ben is top four? I would not say <laughs> Big Ben is top four. Oh, man. Um, more than likely, Monday night, uh, last Monday night, uh, that was Big Ben's final game at home. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. After he played his whole career there. But Pittsburgh ended up winning the game against the Browns. Which poses a lot of questions in the Browns organization on what's going to go down over there this offseason. Um, we'll see if Baker gets contract extension after, you know. Yeah. After that. Like, not after this so, whole season. It's yeah, been a disappointing it was, season. It's not been a great season for him. And if changes the organization have made, 
he requests he's going to request, gonna request a, trade. a trade. Yeah. So we will see what goes down there. But for me, I, I think, like, Joe Burrow is what, um, Joe Burrow is what Browns fans thought Baker was going to be. <laughs> yes. After like the first, because like, he had a good rookie season, like a transfer Heisman winner. Yeah. It's like an NFL stud. Like, I, I still think Baker has hope, and if he goes to another team, like, with a team, like, a team around him, I think he'll do well. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He just hasn't been able to prove it with the team that he's on. I agree. I agree. And a lot, like, all the distractions early in the year with Odell and everything. Like, yeah. I think if he goes to an organization with a team around him, like, the Browns were never good. Like, he went to the Browns. They made the playoffs last year, and they actually played super well. They almost beat the Chiefs, but they ended up losing. I think Baker was hurt. But, um, no, I think Baker, if he goes to a team that is willing to build an organization around him, they'll go somewhere. Yeah. Or Baker will go He'll somewhere. be able to prove himself. Yeah. Um, Micah Parsons on the COVID list for the Cowboys. It doesn't really matter for this week. All that's going to happen. If we lose to the Eagles, we're just going to be the four seed, which kind of sucks. Made the playoffs either way. Either way, either way, we won the division. Yeah. But we have home field in the first round. But losing Micah to COVID sucks because he's been our that best defensive player all year. He's literally run the defense. Like It's been amazing, but we will see what goes down there. But talking about defensive players, TJ Watt is a stud. 51. 51 sacks since Since uh, since 2019. It's crazy. DJ Watt, so good. I mean, he's, I don't don't want to say like completely, but I mean, he's kind of just keeping the Pittsburgh around. Like, I mean, every year you think with Big Ben getting older, like, oh, Pittsburgh's not going to do anything. But I feel like he's kind of keeping him around right now. The defense for Pittsburgh has been very good. But um, to finish up our football topic tonight, Let's break down these playoff scenarios going into this week. The AFC is wild right now. Yeah. We, I've been talking about it for like the past three, four weeks about the, how it's all going to come down to like the final week. And it's been crazy all year. But um, if the Jags beat the Colts, then we have a potential purposeful tie. Purposeful tie. One of the first ones because the Jags play at 1 o'clock. So, and the. Uh, the co- the Chargers and Raiders I think play four, right? So, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So. so they'll know the results of the Jags game by the time they start. So they could come to an agreement together to both tie, in in which event they both make the playoffs. But if the Jags lose, then one of them has to win, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The Colts have not won a game in Jacksonville. Since twenty fifth, since before twenty fifteen. Yeah, since before twenty fifteen. All right, we're back. We just had some technical difficulties on our side. It's my fault, but we're all good. We're back. So we were on the playoff tie scenario. If the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Indianapolis Col- uh, to the Colts, um, if the Raiders and Chargers tie, they most they both make the playoffs. Yeah. So if the Jags win, if the Jags, the Jags win, yeah. win, yes, that's right, that's right. Uh, the ja- uh, the Jags haven't lost at home to the Colts since, since 2015. Yeah, since 2015. So it should be an interesting one. 
if the Jaguars can contain Jonathan Taylor, I think they have a very good shot to win the game. If they force Carson Wentz to throw the ball, they have a very good shot to win the game. And I think Trevor Lawrence wants this. Yeah. If anybody could find a way to lose to Jacksonville, it's going to be Carson Wentz. <laughs> True. I just feel like as much as like you kind of want to just see it happen, like see the Jags win this game, at the end of the day, the, the Colts really just should win this game. Like The, the, Colts, the Colts should win this really game. really should win this game. Like There's no reason for them to lose this game. Even if like oh like you know like okay let's let's stop the run game let's contain Jonathan Taylor I mean there's only so much the Jags are gonna do then the Jags are still the Jags I just very true I, very, I don't really see them true. pulling out a win here <laughs> yeah. I I also like could see like the NFL making sure that the Jags don't win this game because they don't want a, a tiebreaker like that yeah. that kind of thing to happen like because that makes the NFL look bad yeah. That was just like when the Eagles last year pulled. Oh my gosh! They lost on purpose. They like pretty much lost on purpose. They yeah. put their third string quarterback in the Giants. Sudfeld. Giants couldn't make the playoffs. Nixon yeah. Payne over yeah. here. <laughs> but oh, like boy. that, that made the NFL look super, super shitty. So we'll we'll see. Like I just don't see how the NFL can like allow like we'll like let that happen. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like not that they can have control over like what the. Chargers and Raiders decide to do, but like but I gonna... just don't see them like I could see them like paying off the Jaguars or something to throw <laughs> the game. Like I just don't see the NFL wanting that to happen at all. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. It's unlikely that Jacksonville will win that game, but if they do, we're in for an exciting. <laughs> we we are in for a very exciting one. I feel like also though with Jacksonville like. As like sad it is to say, like oh, like wanting to lose, like they're still they still have to kind of lock up a number one pick when you think about it. Like the Lions are have two wins and a tie. They have uh, two wins, no ties. So obviously, they still are in the number one pick. But if if they win this game, the Lions lose. I mean, they that, drop to a second pick. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you have to think. Although like nobody technically ever wants to lose, like I, I'm sure they wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. So. Um. So. Uh, jumping off the NFL, but staying on the football topic, on Monday, Bama takes on Georgia in the college football in the college playoff. football playoff for for all the money, fancy double championship. Yep. What do we what do we, what do we thinking, boys? Bama's gonna win, no doubt. In my I, I I see the, no chance Georgia wins this game. No, I just can't. As much as I hate Bama, I just cannot see how Bama loses this game. There's no way they lose. I, it's going to be a blowout. Nick Saban's one of the best coaches. He, he is the best coach in college football. Yes. Uh, it's over. Like, you don't even have to play the game. Just <clears throat> give the give the trophy to Saban. Yeah. I think, what, Bama's like 7-0 and against Georgia in the past. So, like, something like so, that. Games. Um, um, whatever. Like, as much as I want, I'm rooting for Georgia all the way, but I just don't <laughs> see them winning the game. I mean, like. I'm also very against Alabama winning this game, but it, it's it's just so tough to ever like bet against Alabama. Like they're just they're just always always getting the job done. And as much as I want to see Georgia win, I'm sure a lot of other people do. Unless you're a Bama fan, um, it, it's just hard it's hard to bet against them. Yeah. Well, right now Georgia's a three point favorite to win. So uh, Nick Saban came out and embraced the underdog uh, role, but everybody knows. Except for, I guess, Vegas that Bama's going to win that game. And hopefully it's a blowout. I'd like to see it be a blowout, but who knows what it's going to be like. 
I, I would like to see a good game. I'm hoping for a good game, but I just I just see a, a, a blowout coming. So moving on to a little, uh, we'll, we'll change it up here a little bit. We usually do this at the end, but we're going to, we'll take some fan questions from our Instagram. Um, all right. Most of these, all the, all the football questions we've pretty much covered. I know a lot of you uh, said you want us to talk about Antonio Browns, talk about the playoff scenarios, but um, we can talk about some other ones that are not Antonio Brown related. Um, Bretster underscore 21 said, are the Rangers the best team in hockey when healthy? I don't think they're the best team, but I think they're one of the top five teams when healthy. When you got a healthy Shesterkin in goal, a healthy Panarin out there, Kreider, Lafreniere, Fox, you get all those guys out there healthy, they're one of the top five teams in the NHL. Right now they're sitting, I think, points-wise they're third, but record-wise they're first in the NHL. So it's just a matter of staying healthy and winning the games that you're supposed to win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like when the Rangers are good because I'm a Devils fan. And I'm watching the Devils. The Devils are tied right now as we as we speak. But um, uh, from another hockey question from Nick Lombardo 3, is Capo Caco a bust? He is not. There's I don't see him as a bust. Yet, so everybody... The He's easy, not Jack Hughes, though. The easy comparison is to Jack Hughes, right? <laughs> so Jack Hughes this year is just unbelievable. Like, there's no doubt about it. One of the best in his position, one of the best 20-year-olds in hockey or however old he is. But if you look at their career stats up to now, Jack Hughes actually has been worse than Capococco. Jack Hughes' rookie year was not the best, but and he, was, he, had, uh, he didn't play a full season last year or a full season this year. Like, because he was out for a while this year. Yeah. But he is back now, and he just keeps getting points. He keeps scoring. And he keeps helping points. the Devils win. Like, Jack Hughes is having a very good year yeah. this year so far. So, Jack Hughes in his career has more points than Capo. But if you look at shooting percentage, Capo has a higher percentage on less shots. Which means that his accuracy is better than oh, Jack Hughes. Doesn't make him a better so I'm player just saying, than Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes just got <laughs> eight, eight years, sixty-four million. So he's obviously pretty good. Yeah, Devils locked him up for a little while. Yeah, his shooting percentage right now is like eighteen percent, which is above average in hockey. Uh, where like Capos, I think, is like nine something, nine point eight. So this year, Jack Hughes is making Capo Caco look like a bust, but I don't think he is at all. Um, a little different one from Michael underscore Kudrick. Top ten most dangerous sports. That's like a that's a good one. Um, but you could you could have like like a lot of categories. Like we talking like it's a, it's like, definitely a broad range do of we, things. Do, yeah, do we do, do, do we Olympic? count like monster trucking like that? No, kind I of think stuff Olympic sports? sports only. You want to do Olympic sports only? Football's not in the Olympics. Okay, but we can count football. Okay. Football is definitely a dangerous sport. But I mean rugby. 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 Um, I think top five has to be or top, BMX. top five or top three has to be hockey though. Hockey is definitely up there. Snowboarding though, like when you do like the mm-hmm. tricks and stuff, you and land surfing. Yeah. You're surfing really. Surfing can be like... dangerous. There's a lot of like dangerous sports. Oh my gosh. Oh, um the the sleds in the Olympics. Oh, like, that one's crazy. Um, you can like fall off the is that ice. Bobsledding, like, yeah. You like, like bobsled or yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, I think it's bobsledding. Sculling or whatever it's called. Sculling, yeah, one of those. That yeah. could be very dangerous. I'm trying to think. 
I would say hockey's definitely up there. Football is definitely up there. But other than that, like rugby, boxing, boxing, yeah, boxing, yeah, MMA, yeah, yeah for sure. What else? What else? Boxing, you just get like knocked out, <laughs> or hockey, get your teeth knocked out. That's part of hockey, though. You always get your teeth knocked out. <laughs> Probably. What else do we have? Any all these other questions bull are most... riding. Mm. Oh, bull riding! Bull riding. <laughs> bull riding's dangerous. But all right, let's let's do at least like a top three. What okay. do we think the most dangerous sport is? Bull riding. Bull riding is. I think bull riding. Bull riding. Probably bull riding because like that's like. There's like pretty much no control over like no. what, like what's gonna like you yeah. just have to hold on and hope pretty much. I think I'm gonna say football or hockey is number like maybe two and three, because football you can get hit so hard. I, I feel like I put rugby over football. Yeah, I put rugby and boxing over football. Yeah. Rugby and boxing. Yeah. So football then football and hockey are probably like four and five, and then something in there. Yeah, rugby's definitely up there. Yeah, soccer there. could also be dangerous. Like, 75% chance of getting a concussion. Yeah. You just slid into all that. Uh, there's a lot of, like, I feel like every sport has its risks. Like, you could play baseball and, like, take a line drive to take the a face. line drive off the head, like, yeah. from, from pitcher's mound or get hit with a 99 mile hour fastball to the face. Yeah. So, like, I feel like all sports are dangerous, but, like, the most contact sports, like, ball riding, <laughs> rugby. You just get, like, thrown off a ball. Yeah. Rugby, yeah. Um, a lot of you guys wanted to talk about Antonio Brown. I think we covered enough Antonio Brown. I think we definitely did. But, um, other than that, that was pretty much it. Uh, Michael underscore Kudrick said, it's cheerleading a sport. There will be no comment no, on that. No, it's not. Oh, gosh, Vita. I'm, I'm not going to. I prefer not to comment on that. <laughs> but other than that, uh, if you guys want us to answer your questions, we try to answer as many as we can. But, um, be sure to follow our Instagram at the conference table. Um, usually every day we film a podcast, we uh, leave a question air open for you guys. So if you guys ever just want to swipe up, give us, leave us your uh, thoughts on anything, whatever you want us to talk about, whatever it could be, be about anything. We'll we'll discuss it if we like the uh, idea. But um, moving on, there's a little bit of like rumbling going on in the baseball world. Not just a little bit. Not anything moving closer. To finishing out the lockout. No, nope. no talks have been scheduled for yeah. the lockout. Still. But there's some there's some uh, interesting things going on, to say the least. Yeah, with some reporters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. MLB Network has fired Ken Rosenthal. Not fired. They didn't hire him back. It was they didn't hire him back. back. Okay. There's a difference. Not a big difference. Well, a big difference, yeah. but it's, it's pretty major. much just going to say, like, go, go after yeah. yourself, you know? And it's all because of a, a few articles he's written that have gone against Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner of baseball. And Rob Manfred does not Actually, like it when people go against him. Never mind. I, I, I probably shouldn't bash Rob Manfred if I want a future in, <laughs> in sports. <laughs> yeah, he's the... I, I want to, but I won't. I, I, I will. He's <laughs> one of the worst commissioners baseball has ever had. He cannot handle a single situation he's given. Whether it be people cheating in the playoffs and it's just, oh, it's a piece of tin. It's not a real trophy. Or whether it's COVID and letting the players uh, control that whole situation. It's just a matter of he's tone deaf. 
Like you fight, you don't bring back one of the top reporters in baseball. And you don't even eliminate him because he still has two huge platforms on Fox and The Athletic. Exactly. So if anything, you just raise him up, and now he has even more of a platform there to go out and say whatever he wants. And I, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Ken Rosenthal anyways, but I just don't, I didn't like that MLB Network didn't hire him back. I just thought it was kind of shitty. But. And it shows, like, you wanted MLB Network to be authentic. It shows and they're, now like, they're firing yeah. anybody who goes against the commissioner. So it's how honest are they really being on that network? They're not. <laughs> They're not. Like, it's showing it's just biased a lot of the time. But um, other than that, um, what's going on with the Mets, Peter? What are they doing over there? Got a lot of things going on over there. What are they doing over there? Uh, we're stealing Eric Chavez from the Yankees. He's our new hitting coach now. You guys had him for about a week. <laughs> and um, yep. our old general manager, Zach Scott. Last year, got arrested with a DWI charge. <laughs> had to go to court. Oh, the the Mets. Mets released him. It's all about the Mets. Last year, they had a terrible run with uh, general managers. One guy sending picture of his junk. Other guy getting DUI charges. Nobody knows what Sandy's doing. But now he's been acquitted of all charges, and he's innocent. So he's upset with the Mets. He's not upset with the Mets. He's took 100% blame on that. He said it's still his actions that cause him to be terminated and stuff like that. But it looks like he will be getting another job in a front office somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I could, um, I mean, yeah, at least like he's taking responsibility for his actions. I don't know too much on the situation, but he probably does still have a future in sports. Like, I can still see it being in a front office for a team. But other than that, um, not much going on in the basketball world. Uh, besides, Kyrie Irving is back. He is back. For the Nets. Um, and he actually didn't play terrible last night. He really didn't. He actually had a decent game. And um, the All-Star first vote, All-Star game for basketball first vote came out. And Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry are the leaders of the vote so far. So they'll probably be our captains. But that voting is just a joke. Clay Thompson... Is like fourth in the guard guard voting, and Carmelo Anthony's in there. Kyrie's on. Kyrie's there. on there. It's a joke. It's it's a joke. But of course, you know LeBron's got like two million votes. But whatever. At least at least LeBron won't be a captain. I really don't want to see. I I just we don't like LeBron. He's we. Do you like LeBron? What are your thoughts on LeBron? Never liked him. You never liked him. No. What about you, Nick? Controlled the East for too long. <laughs> Controlled the East for too long. Oh, man. Yeah. But, all right, Nick. Let, let's hear a little more about you. Sure. What do you, sure. What, what do you have to tell us? I. Okay. I heard you're like a Fortnite god. Is that true? You know, Ryan, I wouldn't go that far. You know, you know, we, we, we got some good runs in. You know, we, we got some good duos with you. Duos, of course. Duo squads with the boys. I but... think I know where this is going. But I think the thing is, Ryan, when I play with you, I just feel like we're missing one person. I, I agree. I think we are missing one person. And as you guys remember last week, um, I sent out a poll. on. If you guys are on listening to us on Spotify, I sent out a poll on Spotify. Or I told you to DM us on Instagram. So with a total of like five or six votes, 100% of you said that Peter should download Fortnite. 
And I also received a few DMs about Peter should download Fortnite. So, Peter, you said it last week. Are you going to do it? I'll download it. Oh, doesn't mean he's going to play it. <laughs> I'll download Nick it. And I play, I think we're missing, we're missing one person, and I think that's you. I'll download it. And play with us. The next, the next poll that will go, oh. the next, the next <laughs> next go out. Should, should Peter, Peter play Fortnite? <laughs> should Peter play Fortnite? <laughs> That's the next one. We're going to need more than five votes for that. <laughs> oh, man. But, Nick, is it? Uh, I heard you're starting a job. We are starting a job. But, well, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure, Ryan. We're, we're working at Camp Gaw, you know. <laughs> we're gonna no, 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 uh, no free shout-outs. Come on. You know, we we we're working on on a snowy day. It's gonna be real cold up there. You there. Go. there you go. Um, and you know, we're just gonna try to work through. We're gonna have to. What do you get to up. do? Like you like like push people down the hill? That, that's what we do, Ryan. That's what we do there. We we go on top of the hill, and we safely guide people down. Safely guide people. Are you sure it's safe? Hundred percent safe. I don't know if I'd put my life in Nick's hands. I would not. Satisfaction guys. guaranteed. <laughs> All right, guys, boys. Any last thoughts? Not from me. Nick, you got anything to say to the people? That's all I got, Rye. That's all you got? All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is tct.prsports. And our Instagram is at theconferencetable. Be sure to check us out. And thank you guys for listening. We hope to see you next week. See ya.